Welcome and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, the Vice President of Site Engagement with the Society. SCRS Talks allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and learn more about our community. Today, we have Kelly Clark, the head of the U.S. Partnerships and Global Site Development at Merck, and Susan Landis, the executive director of ACRP, here to share updates on their partnership focusing on early talent training program designed to help address some of the workforce shortages we're experiencing across the clinical research enterprise. Kelly, Susan, thank you both for being here today. I'd love for our audience to hear a little bit about both of you. Kelly, if you wouldn't mind starting with an introduction, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. Great. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank, thank you for the introduction. Really happy to be here. I am with Merck, as you mentioned. Uh, Merck is a, a large biopharma company. I've been here for 20 years. I've always worked in clinical trial operations, so I guess you could consider me a clinical a trialist. I've uh, been in the in industry for for quite some time. Really happy to be here to talk about this really important topic. Great. Thanks, Kelly. And Susan, a little bit about you. Sure. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to join this podcast. Um, I am honored to be the executive director of ACRP, um, having joined from the Duke Clinical Research Institute. Um, we have more than 12,000 members at ACRP, and we are the only nonprofit to represent professionals who manage trials and studies. Uh, we are passionate about education and professional development. We are passionate about bringing the voice of the clinical research professional forward, and we are definitely passionate to talk about today building the next generation of clinical research professionals. Well, thank you both. Really excited to have this conversation with you today about a really critical topic in the industry right now. And over the past couple of years, um, sites have really experienced a noticeable decrease of clinical research coordinators and, and other staff available to hire. And the industry has talked about how we can create on-ramps to the profession, which really is imperative for the sustainability of our site. So Susan, again, what we're here to talk about a little bit is that ACRP created the Early Talent Training Program to help address this need. So can you tell us a little bit more about that program, how it started, and, and some of the results that you've seen so far? Uh, absolutely. So through our workforce development efforts, and especially with our members of what we call the Partners Advancing the clinical research workforce, our consortium, we recognize that there is a great need to improve how people get access to training. And this is training to actually enter the clinical research profession. We wanted to create a launch pad into the profession. So the goals of the ETTP, as we call it, are twofold. First and foremost, we wanted to provide an efficient way to learn through a blended training program. We wanted to make it easy to get access and we wanted to make it easier to get educated. And then second, we, we decided to deploy that training through collaborative efforts. So for example, our educational content working with a corporation or an organization partner, and then very importantly, working with the community and identifying a community partner to join the effort. So right now we do this through foundations such as the MCA Foundation in El Paso, Texas. 
We do it with community colleges. We do it through universities, such as with UC Davis in California. And we're collaborating with Merck as well to deploy the ETTP as part of their early talent efforts. And I'm going to pass it to Kelly to talk about that. Yeah, thanks, Susan. You know, at Merck, uh, we are incorporating ACRP's early talent training in several key programs. The training uh, really is uh, integral to our own internal emerging talent program. Our program started several years ago by several of my esteemed colleagues, uh, really to increase the talent pool and address the competition for research experience talent. And the program really involves hiring and developing bright, enthusiastic new grads devoid of clinical research experience. And we bring them into a variety of positions across clinical trial operations. And we're really focusing on their growth and development over the long term. So this course, the ETTP, is the first course offered to our early talent recruits. It offers that core curricula to, to those completely new uh, to clinical research and provides the absolute essentials really needed uh, to be uh, successful in the profession. That's great. It truly does sound like something that's valuable for the community working on exactly what we've been discussing so far, that cruxical issue of uh, the pool of employees amongst clinical professionals out there that can be part of clinical research. So thanks for sharing um, the start of that program. But uh, we're also focused right now on improving diverse staff within the clinical research profession, which is critical, again, for the industry's goal of engaging diverse, equitous, and inclusive uh, populations in our trial. Kelly, can you tell us more about um, the 110 program Merck is supporting and how it's enabling more diverse individuals into our profession? Yeah, Jimmy, it would be my pleasure. You know, our company is part of a dedicated coalition of 70 companies across multiple industries committed to upskilling, hiring, and advancing 1 million Black individuals in America over the next 10 years into really family sustaining jobs with opportunities for development and growth. So we're really um, pleased to be part of that program. It really is a skills first approach, focusing on competencies in, in an aim to close the opportunity gap for non-degreed black individuals. In 2022, last year, our company posted 900 positions not requiring a four-year degree, and more than 4,000 job seekers responded uh, to those positions. So the level of interest uh, simply was outstanding. And, you know, in my organization, Global Clinical Trial Operations, uh, we initiated the program in the data management function at our WeWork facility in downtown Philly, um, which is known as our Enterprise Shared Service Center. At current, we have approximately 40 individuals working at that center in data management roles. So the organization is growing, it's flourishing. Uh, we continue to build out a long-term strategy, creating a hands-on training experience, evaluating development pathways, fostering meaningful mentorship uh, relationships, and, and really retention of of our skills first talent over the long term. That's great, Kelly. Again, another truly meaningful endeavor by the organization. It also sounds really interesting and empowering that there are so many other organizations that are involved in this initiative uh, to try to increase diversity within our clinical trial profession and therefore in our clinical trials. So uh, awesome focus there for that program. 
these two programs are obviously tremendously helpful. And we are seeing more sites and industry partners recruiting new staff based on skills uh, rather than just experience. I know this is something we've talked about quite a bit amongst the many workforce challenges we're seeing for our industry. So what types of skill sets, Susan, or experience do you recommend for new hires or new recruits in our industry? Sure, thank you. That is a great question. So through our partners consortium, ACRP launched last year a resource. Um, we call it Ready, Set, Clinical Research. And I bring it into this conversation today because it really is the first step in answering the question, what is clinical research and am I a candidate to enter the profession? And in this video, we prompt viewers with the skills and characteristics that we believe our professionals need um, to be a clinical research professional. And so I thought I would share some of those today so people can understand what the feedback we get from professionals who are actually working in the industry. So some of those are, are you inspired by science, right? Are you eager to work with patients to advance medicines? And then other words that our professionals use to describe colleagues and for those entering into the industry are passionate, professional, adaptable, enthusiastic, being creative, and importantly, being a critical thinker. And I know that Merck uses um, a skill set approach in its early talent hiring process. So I thought that Kelly might talk a little bit about what they look for as well. Yeah, thank you, Susan. We look for all of the things that you describe. And I'll just add, you know, really the importance of assessing some of those soft and hard technical skills. It's really uh, a balance of both. And, and soft skills such as communication, interpersonal leadership skills are so important for our new recruits. Recognizing, of course, that these skills do, do not need to be fully developed at the time of hire, but certainly these skills um, are important in terms of being able to identify early on, do they have those budding skills that we could develop over time? So these, these things are also very important. Data literacy, conflict resolution, teamwork, uh, other important skills for our future talent as well. Uh, I think it's really important that um, for us at Merck, we've relied you know, very heavily on ACRP's many courses, introducing new talent to core fundamental competency training uh, through their, their programs. And you know, I think it just is a really um, fantastic launch pad for our, our new talent. Well, thank you both for sharing that. I think it's really important for those that are in the industry and those that are looking to get into in the industry to hear things like that and to hear what types of experience and skill sets that you can bring to this table. And I think it's really important that our listeners, again, that are part of this industry, understand and recognize the value in differentiating between things, as you had mentioned, Kelly, that can be um, developed and things that cannot and that really do need to come along with the new recruit into the industry. So an important distinction. So I appreciate both of you for talking to that. Well, as we know, 
collaboration of industry stakeholders is imperative. This is one of the foundations of really all of our organizations, particularly ACRP and SCRS, as it's truly imperative to help increase the clinical research talent pool for all. So how can sites and industry partners, Susan, ensure they are helping develop the next generation of diverse clinical research staff? Sure. Um, absolutely. Collaboration is key. And I think that we're in the process in the industry of doing that better and more often than we ever have before. So when it comes to sites, um, we know that they are considered the de facto training ground for new talent entering the clinical research profession. Um, in fact, I can't think of a better way to learn. Um, it's truly on the front lines of conducting trials and studies. But if we agree that this is the case and we agree that all industry stakeholders benefit from this contribution that site professionals make to develop early talent, then I think we need to have defined ways to support them in this area. Um, and one way that we're doing that at ACRP is through a scholarship program that we call Support Our Sites. And very specifically, we're reaching out to industry to ask them to help fund training for early talent at the site level. And what this does for the site is it eases the burden on them for the investment that they make to essentially build or grow a clinical research coordinator. There's an, an immense amount of time and money spent to train a clinical research professional. And scholarships like this allow us to help offset that cost and that burden at the site level. You know, at the site level, we hear about other things that we could be doing to collaborate with sites. Um, they certainly communicate with us that they would like clarification around regulatory guidance, right? Um, they would like better budgets. As you know, Jimmy, they would like better budgets to reflect the time and the effort that they do. Um, and they might need help with training on new technologies. But overall, um, I really applaud the efforts for industry stakeholders to work with the sites to identify their needs and then to work together to create programs to support them. Yeah, I echo Susan's comments around the need to collaborate across industry to increase and diversify the talent pool. Um, one of the uh, programs that we have uh, implemented at Merck is Merck's Health Equity Program, which involves providing ACRP's early talent training to high school and community college students proximal to clinical uh, research sites where we're working. It's really a actionable, tangible way in which to introduce young talent to the profession, introduce them to the profession early, and give them the core fundamentals of clinical research. So that, that would be an area I would, you know, ask and consider uh, other pharma to, to really focus on is, you know, those high school, community college students that don't necessarily need a four-year degree to gain an entry-level position at a clinical trial site. I do think, too, that sites might consider, if not already, offering shadowing and apprenticeship programs and, and reaching out to their local schools to introduce students to the profession. So that's something that I think sites can do as well. And of course, you know, at Merck, we're always willing and ready to introduce students to the profession by visiting local schools to speak about the profession through our ambassador program, where we would have, you know, CRAs or clinical trial coordinators 
going out into their local community, talking to students at, at their local schools about the profession uh, to drum up interest. So I, I'm really excited to be able to implement many of these programs in collaboration with ACRP and, and working across industry. I think the workforce challenges are here. They're here to stay. And if we don't take that collective action, we'll continue to struggle to advance medicine and vaccine development in, in a timely fashion. And you know, ultimately, we need talented, skilled people to do this really important work. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, some really great advice there for everyone involved, sites, sponsors, CROs, and service providers alike. And I think, Susan, you really started us off with your answer to that question with some irrefutable logic around how sites truly have become the the starting point for a lot of individuals as they enter the clinical research market. So we should recognize that and support that as an industry, again, as a whole, so that we can enable the sites to have less burden when it comes to bringing those sites up, bringing those individuals up rather, and then when they ultimately do choose to pursue different endeavors for their career. So thank you for sharing that, th those ideas and those concepts with us. Susan, I would ask you one more last question just around where anyone who wants to learn more about the work that ACRP and its other partners are doing uh, on your website or wherever they might be able to go to again learn more about this program and, and the advancements that continue to be made by you and the rest of the group. Absolutely. Well, first, the website is um, the beginning, the first step. So acrpnet.org. Um, within the website, you can find our partners advancing the Clinical Research Workforce Consortium. Um, you can either search for it or look for it under career development or organizations. And then, of course, you can find out about the early talent training program underneath um, the services and the products that we offer. Great. Thank you, Susan. Uh Kelly, Susan, thank you both for being with us here today. Really, really appreciate the work that you're doing in this space, as well as the insights you were able to share with our audience. Again, thank you both for your time today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Jimmy. For our listeners, make sure that you register for upcoming summits being held throughout the year by visiting our summit page. Upcoming summits include the SCRS West Clinical Technology and Innovation Summit taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona, June 7th through the 8th. While you're on our website, be sure to also check out other SCRS publications and resources for the community in the publications section of myscrs.org. We appreciate everyone's participation in listening to today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content in the future. Thanks again for listening.